Stress Velez here. I want to tell you a story that came from Kimberly. She posted this in our Facebook group, which is called Ghosted by Ralph Stress Velez. She says, I have a lot of stories to tell about my aunt's haunted house in Boise. Oh my gosh, I was just in Boise last weekend. But my thumbs are acting stupid and I don't have the time to tell them all. Oh, I hope your thumbs stop acting stupid but i'll tell you my own experience i was sleeping in my cousin's bed one summer when i was about 10 or 11 i woke up to see who i thought was my aunt standing at the foot of my bed wow this it never gets old to me i'm sorry and I, I read so many of these stories that are a ghost standing at the foot of your bed and it, yeah it is like our theme song and um it's truly my biggest nightmare. But, okay, so this person's standing at the foot of the bed, just looking at me. I mumbled something and rolled over. When I looked back, she was at my cousin's vanity, looking at her shit on top of it. I honestly believed it was my aunt. But when I asked my aunt why she came in and just stood there for so long, she said she never did. I asked my mom the same question. She never did, so I just assumed I was dreaming. Well, a week later, we're on our road trip back to Los Angeles, and I overheard my parents at breakfast talking about the haunted house. I started asking questions and learned that the house is haunted, and I saw the ghost of one of the people who were killed in that house. They didn't tell me anything earlier because they didn't want to spook me. They knew I wouldn't sleep in that house had I known about the history. Don't blame me there. This is how I know what I saw was a ghost, because I saw it. And it wasn't my imagination because I didn't know there was supposed to be a ghost there. Then they told me a bunch of other experiences that happened there. I'll post them here later when I have more time. Oh, I can't wait to read them. The multiple murder that occurred there consisted of three children, oh, their mother, a first wife, and grown adult daughter, all killed by the father-husband. That's the story I was told, but I haven't been able to find anything online to support this. This experience happened 40 years ago, so the murders are even older and no internet internet search could help me. That's all I know for now, but later I'll tell you about bloodstains that won't go away. Oh, that's a thing. That's so... Oof. Ghost cats meow, that happened to be... Uh, uh, that visited the alive cats... Doors opening and closing and appliances coming on after they've been unplugged. So much more. So much. I love the podcast so much. So glad Box of Oddities recommended it. Oh, thanks, Box of Oddities. I've been a listener from the earliest episodes and tell everyone about it. Aw, thanks, Kimberly. So for incredible stories like that, hopefully we'll hear some uh, follow-ups from Kimberly in the Facebook group. Uh, so join it, you know. Ghosted by Ross Dressvilles. On with the show! Oh my God, you guys. Bridget's here! Hi, Bridget. <laughs> Hi. I'm so excited to meet you. I've I've seen you. I remember one time I saw you at a party, but I was too afraid to say hi. What party? Where were we? I don't know. How long ago? A couple years ago. Oh. I just remember one time definitely seeing you and like, oh my God, that's Bridget. <laughs> yeah, I was like too afraid to say hi. That's silly. You should have said hi. You're so, I know, because you're, you're so cheerful and sweet and Aww. I love your podcast. Thank you. I love you. everything you do. Thank you. And Girls Next Door, I mean, iconic. 
Yeah, that was fu- that was just such a fun experience. That was like, see, when that show came out, that was like me in high school, and it was basically, it was probably my last attempt at like, yeah, I love these, pe- the, like these gorgeous women, like yeah, they're just like they're so hot, but like really, it was just like me wanting to be you. <laughs> that probably- That's okay, that works too. <laughs> um, wait, so let's talk about ghosts because I know you're like. A full-on ghost lady. Well, I'm not full. I mean, maybe I'm full-on. <laughs> I was going to deny it, but... Whatever. I mean, okay, so I have loved... I have loved the paranormal. Well, I... Let's go way back. I've loved spooky stuff ever uh-huh. since I was a really little kid. Like, before you should even be in, interested or watching spooky stuff. Same. So, like, I would have my... I would rent, you know, going to the Blockbuster. Remember those? Totally. And renting, like, video... Like, the most... Um, scary even massacre like kind of videos and my mom was like whatever you know and I would try and stay up all night and watch scary movies like have my cousins over and we're like gonna stay up all night and watch scary movies and it would ne- it never happened that we stayed up all night but we tr- we thought we were going yeah. to and so I always loved it one day I got a Ouija board <gasps> and my cousin and I were playing it and it was moving and I was accusing her of moving it. She's accusing me of moving it. That's what it always is. It's yeah. like, you're moving it. No, you're moving it. Yes. And then everyone stops. So then, uh, and I'm only like 12 at this time. And my cousin's like 10. So we're little. My little brother's standing around and he's probably like four or something. You know, like, no, no, he's probably five, five or six. And, um... And so then we don't know anybody who's died at that age, except for I knew one person, and it was my great-grandfather. And and I did have a relationship with him. Like, I knew him. He had died just that previously that year. So I, I definitely knew him. And so we reached out to him, and we were calling for him, and it was moving. Mm. And it was answering questions that only I could have known the answer to, and I wasn't moving it. Wow. But we still were, like, not so sure. Like, I was like, mm, maybe she's just guessing and getting it right, you know. So uh, forget it. We're not going to play this anymore. Then I started having spooky things happen after that. Like, um, the back when I'd come home from school, the back door would fly open. And do you think I, that you, like, invited him in? I do think so. I do. But it wasn't him. Because oh. whatever was kind of stalking me, because I would feel, like, weird like somebody was over my shoulder or watching me, even like walking down the hall at school, like when nobody was around or definitely when I was home alone, I would be having weird nightmares at night thinking something was like in my room or staring at me. And it was not a positive feeling. And there was no reason why my grandfather would have been, my great grandfather would have been negative in any way. Like he was always such this happy, you know, old guy. So, um, so did something else like, yeah, I think something was faking, faking it out to be him. I mean, now that I look back on it and at the time though, my, um, family basically just thought I was nuts Yeah. (laughs) or I don't know, trying for an attention or something like that because they had me go and see the, um, the, uh, priest at our church or minister at our church as a pastor, not Catholic, but, um, and he basically looked at me like I was crazy. And he said that his best advice was for me to just keep a diary and try and work through this. And then um, my grandma. Work? Well, I'll tell you, I did start keeping a diary and it wasn't a, it wasn't a secret or anything. Like I would share it with my family if I felt like something happened and I'd read them a story or whatever. So it wasn't like this secret diary that they would want to get their hands on. My diary turned up missing one day and we have never found it to this day. Damon. I, it's Demon weird, right? It. And my mom tried to get rid of the Ouija board. She said she threw it away, and it was still in my closet, and I got in trouble for getting it out of the garbage. And I told her, I did not touch it. I don't even want it. I don't want to play it anymore. I've always heard those stories about, That like, they come back. Yeah, you throw away a Ouija board, or you throw away your, your Annabelle doll, and it comes back. Yes, but I've like, heard that, too. I want to see the footage of that. Same, Like, how right? does it get back? It yeah. just slithers back in? <laughs> right. Like a snake. It's just like, cause it, well, I, I just have have to in my rational mind because I always try and rationalize all this stuff I know that story sounds crazy but I still try and rationalize things yeah of course and so I mean I just have to think that my mom thought she threw it away or meant to throw it away and didn't throw it away but she swears she did throw it away and well, one thing I know for a fact is I did not go and dig it out of the trash and get it uh, well, I think it slithered back in I think she threw it away well I want the footage too <laughs> wait <clears throat> so I'm always curious about how things work because do you think do you think that you actually spoke to your great grandfather? Because he knew these things that only. I think not at all. 
So then how does that happen? Some demon just like... I think it just knows those things. Yeah. I don't think it was him at all that I was speaking to. Now. I mean, back then I was... Catfish. I thought we were. (laughs) You got catfish. 100%. Oh, that is shady. It is. We got to watch out for those demon ones. So, okay. So you... Are so you're not like a ghost hunter lady. I love doing it. I'm and not, I know you've done that for a while. I have been doing it for a long time, and it's progressed. So that sparked my interest in the paranormal when that happened, and then it slowly progressed. And I would, I would plan to stay at haunted locations. So if I was coming to LA to visit, I would be like, oh, we have to stay at the Roosevelt, or we have to stay at the totally. Queen Mary, or you know, wherever it's haunted, or wherever we are. That's where I saw you was the Roosevelt. Um, okay, so, because you've been to all the places, like, from from what I know, I'm sure there's more than what I know, but I know you've been to Queen Mary. Absolutely. I, the Omen House, which Yeah, I was from... just, just there last Monday. Oh, my God. But I've been there, like, four or five times, but I was literally just there. We did a podcast live from his house. Well, let's talk about it, because okay. uh, we've had him on this show, <laughs> yeah. and so our listeners know all about it. <laughs> yes. When I've been to the house, I've, I've retold my stories. So what have you had happen there? Okay, so you've been to the house? I know it. I know okay. it well, yeah. Okay, so um, the first time I went there, I didn't really have anything happen. There was kind of a lot of um, paranormal people there, and uh, I just kind of listened to the story. I did. They were doing also a podcast. This was way back to when I was still at the mansion and stuff, and I kind of uh, chimed in on that a little bit, and nothing really happened. Then I did a ghost tour there. Like I, I did one year um, Bridget's ghost tours with Dearly Departed tours. It was kind oh, of like so a you special were like leading one. It? Yeah, so oh, I was cool. like leading these ghost investigations, and we went to the Omen House, and um, he was talking about the. Well, first of all, when we walked in, I brought all my equipment. And I was going to pass pe- things out for people to use. And I make sure all that stuff's fully charged before I go. And it was all dead the second I walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really stupid and embarrassed because, you know, here I show up with all this stuff and it's all dead. But I knew to bring extra batteries, so I did change it. But I just thought they were looking at me like, hmm, that's weird. And then um, and then he was talking about those figurines on his aquarium that fall over all the time. The Beetlejuice ones. And I was thinking, I don't buy that because those are figurines and those just knock over all the time. Totally. But then he... He set them all up and then he starts like jumping up and down doing all this crazy stuff in front of it and they totally don't even budge. Then we walk into the kitchen and he made all this food for everybody like he always does. And um, and we're like, you know, just passing out the equipment, eating stuff and everything. And all of a sudden I hear thunk, 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 thunk. And nobody was even in that other room. And I was like, oh, did you guys just hear that? And he was like, oh, it's the figurines. And so we all go running into the fish tank room. And, and sure enough, they were all down. Isn't it so interesting how he's just like, yep. That's what happens every day. He totally doesn't even care that that's all going on. I'm like, how do you how do you sleep at night? Literally, like, how do you sleep at night? I couldn't. Well, okay. So for our listeners, that if you have not listened to the episode, listen to the one with David Oatman. So he lives in this house that is like what two doors down, something, couple doors couple down doors from down. Um, where. The uh, horrific Sharon Tate murders happen, but also it's like, it's just sort of, what do they call it? Like the Disneyland of death or something like that. He has some fun names for yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's the Mount Everest of haunted houses. There we is what go. There's said. one of them. Yeah, um, because it's just it, where it stands geographically, it just tons of, it, for whatever reason, sciencey stuff that I can't explain. It's Benedict Canyon is part yes. of the problem. There's that. Because Benedict Canyon is so cursed. And then there's those ley lines that supposedly it's on one of the ley lines, which I don't totally understand the ley line thing, but I get that it's certain different, you know, different crossings of the, like you were saying, like the geography and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, it welcomes in all different kinds of spirits that just come and go as they please. Oh, and then at his house, we were standing down in the theater room. You know which room I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So we're standing there and um, we're in a semicircle and David is standing with his back to the door and the door is open and he's talking about this little kid's keyboard that he keeps on the table there that sometimes it plays itself and stuff. And as he's talking, I'm watching as the door is just slowly closing behind him. And I was like, I couldn't say it fast enough because I was just like, uh, uh, um, the door is closing yeah. and it just closed. And then he turned around and he looked. He's like, oh, yep. I just, just the thought that there's just ghosts everywhere. Like, it creeps me out. <laughs> I'm not like you. Like, you. See, I love it. That's what, what I like about you from listening to your podcast, too, is you seem to be creeped. Like, you like to be creeped out. I do like to be scared and creeped out. Yeah. Because, like, for, because some ghost hunters are like, 
they don't look at it like that. Like I feel like they're they've they've moved to a certain place where it's like, oh, this is just very interesting, and I'm collecting da- data. And like you, I like how you actually are like that was creepy. Yeah, I'm into it, and I want to be scared. And I want to see something like crazy. I, I feel like it's my kind of lifelong mission to prove that I wasn't crazy as a little kid. Like this <laughs> happened to me, and it's legit. Like because my grandma had me go see a psychiatrist and everything over this. Wow. Yeah. So that was like a really monumental yes, moment. Yes, my in family your life. was not having it. They were like, you're yeah. crazy. <laughs> Wait, so how did that end when you were a teenager? You know what? It just um slowly started to die off, but it's it happened to me for several years. Like and but it wow. eventually just sort of died off to where that didn't happen anymore. But I feel like I'm sensitive now Definitely. to things. So what's like the creepiest thing? Since then, that has happened. Okay. Myrtle's Plantation. What is that? Oh, my gosh. Who's Myrtle? Okay. No, there's no Myrtle. Oh, okay. Myrtle's Plantation is in Louisiana. Uh It's like an hour and a half outside of New Orleans. It's closer to like Lafayette and stuff like that. I'm already scared. Yes. It is an old plantation home that's been there. I don't even know what year it was built, but in some, I think in the like 1800s or something. And, um... So before I even went to this house, I it's supposed to be the most haunted house in America. So I've read books on it. I've watched any kind of like little, I don't want to say documentary because I don't know if there's a whole documentary on it. But like, you know, like. Um, Is it one of those places that does all the shows? Like all, yeah, the, all the shows yeah, yeah. have been there. Yeah. Huh. And so I've, I've watched all those things on it. I feel like I know every single thing about that house, you know. And when we got there, um Oh, so wait a second. It's a bed and breakfast. You can you spend the night in it. Uh. And I've wanted to go there for so long. So for my birthday a couple years ago, we got a night. We were we were in New Orleans celebrating, but we got one night at the Myrtles Plantation. That only had one night available, and uh, I really wanted the room that has. So there's a staircase. That's okay. The entryway has this giant mirror in it, and the mirror is supposed to be haunted. Like it supposedly has these streaks going down it that. Maybe we're blood at one time and now it's mm. stained. There's like weird uh, imprints in the mirror that almost look like demon faces kind mm. of looking out. And supposedly as many times as they've had the mirror professionally cleaned, those things just come right back. And then in the entryway <clears throat> as well, there's a staircase and a man died on the 17th step of the staircase. Like somebody came riding up on a horse, knocked on the door. He answered the door. They shot him point blank in the chest, got on their horse, rode off, and he climbed up to the 17th step where he died in his wife's arms right there. But dating way back before that, there was um, a slave girl named Chloe. She was the mistress of the main guy of the house, and she was caught eavesdropping. He cut her ear off. And so she was in bad graces with him. He went out of town. It was the kid's birthday. They had two little kids. She baked a cake with oleander in it because she thought she wasn't trying to kill them, but she thought that she would know what was wrong with them, be able to nurse them back to health. And then he would be so thankful that she saved his kids, but she wasn't able to save them. And both the kids died. Uh. And then supposedly the other slaves on the plantation took matters into their own hands because they didn't want to get in trouble for it Uh and had Chloe murdered. Oh, wow. So that happened there. Plus, it was around in the Civil War. So there's like a Civil War soldier that they see. And there's just like all kinds of drama and craziness. So there's one room that you can stay in that has the entryway as part of it. Nobody else is allowed to go into that part of the house because it's not like a normal bed and breakfast where everybody can go downstairs and like mingle and hang out and have breakfast together or anything like that. It's you are in your room. And you, you don't have there. access to the rest of the house. Oh. You can walk around the grounds, but you don't have access to, like, walk all around. And they shut off the main parts of the house, too, because they don't want people in there. It's like, you know, antique furniture and that kind of stuff. They don't want people in there. So we have this room, and we're investigating. And we have the only access to the entryway with the mirror and the stairs and this room and this huge sitting area and everything. And around, I don't know, midnight or so, we're like, okay, let's start our ghost hunt. My fiancé was with me. He's not a... a firm believer in this stuff he's a big skeptic slash possibly anti-believer but he's a good sport okay that's and so he's got the k2 meter he's going over the mirror and i'm sitting on the 17th step with my other k2 meter and my voice recorder and i'm like is anybody here like make a sound uh, doing my whole thing you know nothing i mean i thought my k2 meter was broken because usually 
I mean, I feel like even if I brought it in here, I might get like a little tiny blip or something, but just nothing. And I just kept checking to make sure it was on, make sure the batteries were charged. Everything I was just like, Ugh. finally around like 1.30, we're like, forget it. Like, this is just boring. We're not getting anything. And so we go back inside to our room, go to bed. And all of a sudden we hear like furniture moving above us, but we're on the top floor. And Nick was like, did you hear that? And I was like, yeah. And so we're listening a little bit more. Then we hear what sounds like little kids running around and no. laughing. Then we hear, dum, 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 dum. somebody's running up the stairs outside our door. Oh. The front door starts. So I go running out there and I open up the door. Nobody. And then on the landing outside of our door, there's this whole, like I said, this big sitting area. But if you go way into like the dormer window, the floorboards really squeak. And so, um, but nowhere else did we find any squeaking like that. So we're laying in bed and all of a sudden we hear, <laughs> and we're, I'm like, I know exactly where that is. And he's like, oh my God, did you hear that? And I'm like, yes. And the stuff like that was going on the whole, uh, uh, we, we were so scared. We were like holding on to each other. And every time we heard something, we're like, did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh my God. And then at one point, um, we heard this click, click noise, like an electronic, like beep click kind of thing and we both just sat straight up and we're like what was that because I was in the room with us uh-huh. and my K2 meter was sitting on the nightstand and it was just going all the way to red back to green all the way to red back to green just like and he's like your K2 meter is making noise and I'm like no the K2 meter doesn't make noise it just lights up but there's definitely something standing right next to us in this room for it to be lighting up like that what time is it and he looked at his clock and he's like it's three blah blah and I'm like oh my god it's the devil's hour <laughs> blankets over your head this is not good this is not good so is he a believer now mm, he thinks that was a definitely strange experience he was it was so active that he almost thinks that it was like set up but I do not know how that could have possibly been set up I mean that's what, I have a friend that's a skeptic that's like that that just thinks that everything is like like if you go to a haunted house it's like you know, there's somebody behind it that's working it. And I really don't think so in no. this case. I mean, there are. I think there are some places that probably do do some things, but de- I don't think this place does. Then we went back for down for breakfast after it was all. Well, I should just say how it ended. So, like, uh, all of a sudden, there was such this heaviness in the room too. Like, I can't even explain this this deep heavy feeling. Like, I like if. It just felt like if you opened your eyes, there's going to be somebody standing there for sure. Yes, I know that. And. Right, like, I didn't even know what time it was, but it turned out it was, like, a little after four in the morning. All of a sudden, everything just lifted, and it was over. And I could just feel that it was over. Uh And I'm like, oh, my God. (sighs) Like, it just felt like you could breathe again. It felt like your shoulders relaxed. Like, it just felt like the biggest weight had been lifted off. I'm like, oh, my God, it's over. I know. I've had that (sighs) feeling, actually, at David Oman's house where I'm, like, in an area where it's just like, wow, it just feels heavy. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, hard to breathe, and I feel someone that I can't see. And, and it feels like every muscle is tensed up. Definitely. But you don't even notice it until it's gone, and then all of a sudden you, like, loosen up, and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that I was carrying that weight. Totally. Or that, that tenseness or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then we went down to breakfast, and... Um, and the guys that worked there, they were like, oh, so what room were you guys in? Told them what room and stuff. And they're like, oh, and you made it through the night. Congratulations. And we're like, oh, thanks, I guess. What do you mean by that? And they're like, well, the last two people that stayed there didn't make it through the night. The last people just like got up and left in the middle of the night. And the two people before <laughs> that, it was two twin girls. And one of the girls said somebody was holding her down on the bed. Oh, my God. That is, I was just thinking about this. Like these ghosts that died, they were not living humans before the Me Too movement. There's like so many like old school ghosts that just like <laughs> take advantage and like yeah they grab do. my butt. Yeah I hear you that know? stuff. Like, I haven't like these... been groped by a ghost. Well that's good. Yeah. But like I feel like any person that dies after like 2020 is like not gonna be like that. Like any <laughs> they future better not. ghosts. No future ghosts are not gonna be breathing down your neck. <laughs> like they're gonna be minding their own business. They're gonna be like I hope it's okay. Like they're gonna ask for consent. Like, excuse me is it okay if I like haunt you for a minute? Yeah yeah. There's all I need to get your permission here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what are the ghosts like at the Playboy Mansion? 
Oh, okay. So uh, there's a lot of different ghost stories at the mansion. When I moved in there, Hef knew I loved all this spooky stuff. And he told me that there was a, a ghost story that when he moved in, that the original owner, the Letzes, that Mrs. Letz had either fallen or was pushed off the balcony and died on the marble floor and that her ghost haunts the mansion. Oh, wow. So that's the OG ghost story straight so from Hef. Who lived there before him? Um, well, so it was them, just them, and then no, who? the Letzes were the original owners, and then um, this guy named Louis Statham had the house, and he like hosted dignitaries and things like that, and then it was sort of just uh, abandoned. Well, not abandoned, but like uh, not lived in empty, for yeah. a while, and then Barbie Benton climbed the fence and was like, "I found this property. It's amazing. I think oh, you should buy cool. it." So, okay, so she was around. Did you ever experience her, uh, not Barbie, but uh, Mrs. Lex? Oh, I was like, yeah, I've experienced Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I'm not sure what this was, but the day I got my dog Wednesday, I was in my room, and we had set up like a little pin for her at the end of the bed with all her little stuff in it, and she was sleeping. And my friend Stacy was at the end of my bed. My sister was uh, was sitting on the bed with me. We had the TV going. We're drinking a glass of wine. I had to go. I was all the way in North Carolina. That's where I got Winnie. So it had been a long day so we're just kind of like chilling and stuff and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye I see a woman standing in the doorway that goes between my bedroom and my closet and bathroom and I was like (gasps) and before I could even do that Stacy already was like covering her eyes and was like I don't want to look I don't want to look I don't want to look and my sister just immediately started crying who was the like who's the woman well that's something to get to so um my sister started crying so everybody saw it Okay, that's that. I I feel like it's a big deal when you have witnesses, so it's not just you, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So um, it's great for your crazy, like when my craziness. Yeah, when you're afraid of you know thinking that you were crazy as a kid, like everyone else saw it. So so what I saw was a a woman who was very thin, very pale, long, stringy, dark brown hair, um, and just staring. And what time period would you guess? When was this? No, like, did she look like? like- uh, I cannot put a, a... There was nothing about her that struck me as a time period. Did she look ghosty? She didn't look well. Because it, was it a common thing living at the Playboy Mansion that just like, oh, some woman just like walked by my room? Is that like a thing? Like, because uh, I think of it as like such a party house. I never lived there, never went there. But like, would that be a possibility that like some woman just like walked Not by? where she was because this oh, is in okay. my locker. It was already my, in your room. Yeah, in my oh. bedroom. And the, the doorway only goes to my closet and bathroom. Oh. So there's no way anybody could have been in that part of my room. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. So, um, and it was gone the second you turn and look. Because so much of this happens out of the corner of your eye. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed. But when you turn and look fully, it's gone. And so... Um, I had met Joni was uh, Hef's social secretary like way back in the day. And when I first came to Test for Playboy, I met Joni. We stayed up all night. We really hit it off. And she was just amazing. She loved all the pets. She loved all the girls. She just took care of everything. And in my opinion, it looked like Joni. When I came back to live at the mansion, Joni had already passed away. She had cancer. Mm. And it sort of looked to me like it was Joni, but like very thin and, you know, not like not well basically Mm. and I feel like she was coming to see the new dog at the house and that it wasn't you know anything bad then I was telling the story to the ladies in the office and they were like well you know that Joni always got told that she looked like the original Mrs. Lutz and that gave me chills because no I didn't know that and now I don't know if it was the original Mrs. Lutz or if it was Joni Oh my gosh. Imagine all the fun that they could have, like looking like each other as ghosts. Like they could, you know, <laughs> one could be in that corner and then and then all of a sudden, wait, wait, there's one over here. There's two of them. <laughs> I know, right? So, well, all kinds of stuff used to happen at the mansion. I mean, Holly had a story. She was in the gym and Holly's kind of like a non, or she used to be kind of a non-believer. She's more of a believer now. She was in the gym alone one day and she saw this girl come out of like the, I forget where she came out of, like the steam area or the tanning beds or something. And she threw it. She was wearing a ponytail, blonde hair, threw a towel over her shoulder and walked out through this like mirrored doorway thing. And Holly's like, wait, I didn't even know that was a door over there. So Holly went over to that area and she was like searching because there's a lot of little secret little passageways Uh and stuff at the mansion, which we love. And she did find that there was a door there and she found the button that opened it. But it's just a closet that goes nowhere. So who was it? Who was that lady? Oh, Dorothy Stratton, maybe? I don't know. Wow, that's I don't interesting. Know. I'm always, I still like, 
uh, not that any of us will ever know how ghosts fully work, but it's just like, like, do you think, do you think if that was the case, like, do you think that some spirits can choose to be in a place that they loved, even though it's not where they died? You know, do you think? Personally, I think whatever Holly saw on that particular day sounds more like residual energy to me. You know, it's somebody who probably went to the gym all the time. Let's just say it was Dorothy Stratton. Maybe she went to the gym all the time and that was like her little routine, you know, that she would like, you know, work out, then go in the tanning bed or the steam room or whatever it was there and then, you know, put something in that closet or whatever and go back up. And I just feel like it was residual. It's not like a smart energy at all that could have responded or anything. It's just like residual of okay. something she used to do possibly. Just a scene from their life that mm-hmm. happened a lot. Yeah. Because that's what my friend Deborah was on here and she was talking about how sometimes it just an energy, like if a traumatic thing happens or, you know, something important can just, that energy can just stick in one spot yeah so you know that's i don't know if that necessarily manifests with an apparition but just like um like she was talking about she was at a movie studio and there was some kind of um assault that happened um nobody died though and she said that in that area you could feel like an assault you know you could feel that energy huh yeah i never heard that before well, there's just so many different types of, of hauntings and ghosts and things like that. Like we, ha- I had this guy on, um, he's a paranormal investigator and he was talking about the difference in all the, all the different like kind of hauntings that you can have, like from a, a traditional ghost to like residual energy to like demons to like poltergeist and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's really fascinating to hear it all broken down. Cause to me, a ghost, it's, it's just a ghost. It's a ghost. Yeah. It's paranormal. <laughs> I don't really break it down as like, Oh, I mean, you can tell when something's like not good and more like demonic but um as far as like uh all the different little breakdowns i'm not like an expert on it but i know there's all kinds of different ones i I just i i I have so many questions that i want answered about these things oh me too i know but i want to go ghost hunting will you go ghost hunting with me sometime yes let's do it i don't have the equipment i don't know what that stuff is like i don't know how it i mean i know i I know it but like i don't I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. I don't have tons of crazy equipment. Like some people, I love going with other people that have really cool equipment. Like the thing like, where you see like the um, like the stick figure. Oh, the SLS Connect camera. Yeah. It is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I've worked with that a few times. Yeah. It's amazing. Wait, what about the Queen Mary? Um. Okay, so before I even was staying at the mansion, any of that kind of stuff. I went and stayed on the Queen Mary just for fun. And uh, we got an inside stateroom. So there's zero portholes or anything like that. And it's super dark. So when we were leaving to go explore the ship, we like left the light on. And when we came back in, the light was off. And we're like, oh, I thought we left the light on. Oh, I thought we did too. Well, obviously we didn't, you know. So didn't think anything of it. Then we go out again to go explore. We're flipping the light on this time. Come back, lights off. And I was thinking, well, maybe if like it is an energy saving thing or whatever, if your light is on too long and they don't have any movement, it like shuts off or whatever. Okay. I'm like trying to explain it all. Sure. So we just go with that because it's off every time we go in there and then um so midnight we're like out this is before i had ghost hunting equipment or anything like that we just wanted to go and explore and and hopefully see something you know we're walking down and you know how long those crazy corridors are i've never been i know like i want to but i don't oh my god okay bridget so here's the thing since you and i have never met here's just a little bit about me i have had i'm a ghost magnet as well i always say ghosts like love me like ghosts like then we have to go are obsessed with me kind of it's like a little crazy and i've had so many experiences since being a young child and so when i go places things happen and i'm too afraid to go but i think if i have to be with the right group of people um yeah. Well, let's go. Should I get in full I've... drag and go? I'm just afraid that a ghost is going to snatch off my wig, but I think I want to like go in full drag and, well, and I videotape Well, I wear that. extensions all the time, and a ghost has never <laughs> once snatched out my extensions. So. Um, yeah, I think we should uh, we should do a video yes. of the two of us going to let's the Queen Mary. Let's do it. And then you should come, since you have so many stories too, you should come and do my show and talk about all your Done. ghost stories. Happening. Okay. 100%. Fun. Okay. So the Queen Mary, so we're walking down the, the court. Corridor and it's these long court. You can see all the way to the end of these. It's just it's a weird feeling. So we're walking and all of a sudden we hear the sound of like a thwink, like like a you know those big 
um, kids' balls when and then when it hits the ground, it makes that doink noise kind of okay, like. Yeah. We heard that kind of noise behind us, and we turned around, and both of us saw what looked like a little kid with a ball run right into the wall after his ball. Uh-uh. And I was like, did you just see that? And he was like, I saw that too. What did you think you saw? And I'm like, I thought I saw a little kid run after a ball. And he's like, that's exactly what I saw. Was it a corner of the eye thing? It was, yes, sort of. It was like as we turn around and then it just disappears into the wall kind of thing. How do they time that? Ghosts yeah, have I would great like to know. timing. I would like to know. Wait, so I always have questions with apparitions. So, okay, so you've seen that one. You've seen the lady. Is there other ones that you've seen? Probably. Oh, well, my grandfather. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about that. Well, my great grandfather, back, you know, when, but yeah. You actually saw him, though. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, okay, with your experience, because that's another mm-hmm. thing with like apparitions, you hear so many different stories. Mm-hmm. Do they just look like a human being that just like, just like you and I right now? Or can you see through them? Are they floating? What's the story? I did not. Uh... It happens so quickly. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's usually kind of out of the corner of your eye or as you're turning and you you see it. And when, so when you try to focus and actually like tell yourself what's going on, it's already gone. Right. So it's hard to like be definitive about what it is. But um, the lady standing in my door seemed very solid to me. But I knew that there's no way there's somebody standing there for real. <laughs> and the fact that she's gone in a second, like I knew some people say they don't have any feet, like they're floating and stuff. I couldn't, yeah. I didn't even notice her feet. Right. Um, the little boy with the ball, we were questioning whether somebody was actually there, but we went back and there was nowhere to go except for into the wall. So it did look real. It didn't look uh, see-through or like weird in any way, except for that it went through the wall. <laughs> yeah. What about your grandfather? My grandfather was sitting at the end of the hall, sitting on the hamper, actually, just staring at me. Really? And then most of the time he would come to me in, like, dreams and that kind of stuff. But you saw him physically in mm-hmm. person one time? Mm-hmm. Yes. But something wasn't right about him. Like, the look he was giving me was kind of, it wasn't, like I said, a good, positive thing. And his eyes were brown uh, as a human being. Uh-huh. And this guy's eyes were blue. Stop. Oh, my God, that is so creepy. It is creepy. The fact, oh, demons are so evil. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but I feel like I'm I'm rid of it, whatever it was. I can't, that is, I'm sorry that went, you went through that. That just sounds terrible. That's okay, but back to the Queen Mary. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I got to stay in B340 as the first person, you know about B340, right? I saw your video on YouTube. Okay, so I got to stay in there. My, my, I got to be the first person. And then my friend and I went back. That's the video I put on YouTube. And I like tried to, I thought they were going to try and scare us. Like I totally thought they were going to try and do something. So I set up a hidden camera. I brought my little nest camera from home. Oh, you thought home. that the actual Queen Mary people. Yes, oh, okay. because they're making a big deal about B340 being so haunted and being closed for like over 30 years and... And now, just now, letting people stay, and I thought there. And then, and they invited us to dinner, and the thing. And I thought, wow, we're at dinner. They're totally gonna go in our room and like mess with things and uh-huh. stuff, and like scare us. So I'm gonna, in between the couch cushions, I'm putting a little nest camera, Smart. and you totally cannot see it. And I'm gonna catch them doing that, and it is gonna light up on my phone while we're having dinner that someone's in our room. Smart. And so we didn't get any any recordings that anybody was in our room. We go back to our room, and nothing. And I that's the kind of camera, the camera that turns on if there's movement right? yeah yeah did you ever did you know about um dear david that whole twitter story okay remind me tell up. me it was probably mm, maybe a year and a half maybe two years ago this guy in new york city we talked about it on this show one time he uh had crazy stuff happening this little boy was visiting him in a dream and then he started having a lot of stuff happen in his apartment oh and, and then he recorded himself well he yeah he got one of those cameras yes that would like, i did see some of this oh, you should it's a great read and they're turning it into a movie really mm-hmm. Ooh. okay back to the queen mary wait but do you buy that story i don't i let me but first let me it's tell you tough. i did not read the whole thing or watch the whole thing my fiance just sent me like a quick video clip and said hey this guy in new york thinks he's being haunted and he caught this on camera and i was like i looked at the video and i was like i don't buy it it's well there's a lot of details in it okay and so see i don't have the whole story yeah i think it's it's really hard to say because he's a writer and an illustrator, like a cartoonist. And when you look at the photos of the ghosts that he found, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Like, it's like physical, like, it looks like a kind of not human 
boy yeah. with his head kind of smashed in with like you can see his hair on his head. Like it's very like I could see somebody good at Photoshop figuring this one out. Yeah. But and he's a good writer, so like he would know how to do the Twitter, like how to he updated it. it it seemed like a very great elaborate scheme or just a really, really incredible story. I don't know. Yeah. I, I choose to believe everything because I'm just like that. But um, it would be a good movie. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I mean, I love hearing everyone's stories, but I take everyone's story with like that grain of skepticism. Like I'm like, OK, if I can debunk this, I will. And that's what I tell people um, that uh, that. When I talk to people in person about my show or if I go on other podcasts and they're skeptics or whatever, I say, you know, it's just it's very interesting just and, and fun if you're especially like a horror fan just to listen to people tell their stories. You know, yeah, like even I if you so. don't believe it, like it's still like a fun story. And I think so, you know, too. Yeah. Or going to psychics, too. Like, it's just fun. Like, I don't know. Why, why, I always ever have to be like, that's not real. Like, calm down. Yeah. No, it is I, real and you're wrong. But like, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't know. I mean, yeah. how do they know whether it's real yeah. or not real? Like, I never, I don't necessarily doubt what people are saying or like call them out on it or anything like that. But in my mind, I'll be like, hmm, I wonder if that could be, you know, an electrical problem or mm-hmm. if this is, you know, could be this or that. Because I don't want to just go down the rabbit hole where I just believe every single thing everyone says that and everything is paranormal, you know? Totally. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Yes. Okay. This game is called EVPs or EV Please. All right. Okay. So here's what I do. I go to YouTube and I find random YouTube EVPs by Ghost Hunters. Okay. And what have you caught EVPs yourself? I have. Really? Yeah. What do they say? Well, my grandpa, and not to be confused with my great grandpa, who was when I was younger, but okay. actually his son, my my grandpa, um, passed away a couple years ago. And when I was at Daydreams and Nightmares, it was actually the weekend of his funeral. He had died months before, but we just waited to do the funeral till his birthday. They, I don't know why they wanted to do it that way. And then, um, and I asked if he was still here because we have a pact, my grandpa and I. He was sick for a long time. That he he knows I love this stuff. He's gonna come back and give me a sign if he <sighs> can. And I haven't gotten a sign yet. But we were at Daydreams and Nightmares, and I asked if my grand. My grandpa Elmer is still here, and la- I mean, clear as day, it says, I'm still here. You recorded him saying that? Mm-hmm. Wow. I have that packed with all of my close friends and family members. Do you? Yeah. But I always tell them, don't creep me out, though, but, like, I want something. Oh, he can creep me out, but we have a special, <laughs> we have a special like code that I can't tell anybody, obviously, and so that's how I will know for sure it's him. And this particular person that said I'm still here did not give me the code when I asked for it. Have you been to like a medium? No. Oh my god. I don't. I don't ever do psychics. Really. And I'm sort of scared of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they're the coolest thing ever. I think it's super cool, too, and I'm totally intrigued, but I'm always worried that they're going to tell me something that I really believe in positivity and Same. and optimism and that kind of stuff. And I'm always afraid that they're going to tell me, ah, it's not looking like it's going to be a good year for you, or there's going to be like a little downfall over here, and then it's going to be in my head, and then that's going to come true because it's in my head. Right. So I don't well, want to hear it. <laughs> but I mean, that's different than like a clairvoyant or medium, like talking to loved ones. My or, yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah I could psychics, go, I could, they put that in your head, yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I could. Ta- I guess I could talk to somebody specifically about reaching out to my grandfather and yeah. not talk about like you know just my tarot cards and my everyday life or something. Yeah. I just don't want them to tell me that. I've been to so many bad psychics. Like, it's just well, so that's ma- the other thing too. How do you know? I know. I went to this one lady that had like all these good reviews, and this was just like a month ago, and everything she told me was like bad it was like me i was like finally i was like can you tell me just something good like it was all like oh you're gonna do something terrible this is you're gonna have to pay for it for the rest of your life like all this stuff oh my gosh see i don't want that kind of negativity in my head and then she said uh and something amazing is gonna change your life the second you walk out of this door she's like it happens every time i i pull up that card i'm like great and as soon as i leave i'm like here i am more world i'm ready for this thing to happen (laughs) nothing happened so Uh. i was like i don't believe anything she said okay back to the game yes 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 evps or ev please Okay. I'm excited about this. So I found this from a person on YouTube named Diabolical Witness. They recorded it at the Wolf Creek Inn and Tavern. 
And they say, first the ghost hunter says, why is the bed so comfy in a haunted hotel? And then they hear this ghost. Okay, it's a little leg crunchy. Yeah. But um, I'm like, that just sounded like the bed squeaking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Okay. I never doubt that these people caught something. But it's, I want you to guess what they think it says. Okay. The more you tune in, you can kind of hear a. I do hear that. Any guesses? I can give you options. Wait, one more time. I have no idea what it's saying. Okay. Is it A? So, so he says, why is the bed so comfy at a haunted hotel? Is it A, what the hell is comfy? B, because the bed is comfy. C, my boyfriend Fred just dumped me. Or D, I'd like a tall iced coffee. <laughs> well, I like the last two the best. But I think he's definitely saying comfy at the end. Yeah, I can hear comfy. Yeah. And what were the first two? What the hell is comfy or because the bed is comfy? I think just because the bed is comfy. It has nothing to do with the haunted. Yeah, because the bed is comfy. Yeah, and... Why would that have anything to do with a haunt, like being haunted? <laughs> like it's a comfy bed, is a comfy bed. Even in haunted hotels, they That's have comfy right. beds. Are the beds have they been comfy in the places that you've stayed at? I feel like they would have to be. It's like you're already burdening me enough with ghosts everywhere. Make the bed comfy at least. I mean, honestly, it depends on the quality of place you're staying at. There's some really nice high-end hotels like the Stanley and stuff like that that yeah. are Have you stayed there? Yes. <gasps> you've been everywhere. Are, I try and go everywhere. I'm so jealous. Anywhere I go, but I try really. and stay haunted places. But like, you you know, obviously, it's it's a beautiful, probably I don't know what star it is, but probably five star hotel, and mm-hmm. and of course it's comfy and beautiful and everything. But then I've played, it, I've stayed at some places that it obviously need some renovation and are a little run down and mm-hmm. stuff, and the beds are not quite as comfy. So I just, comfy. it's just, but it doesn't have anything to do with the paranormal. It has to do with the upkeep of the place you're yeah. staying in. <laughs> well, I, I find it so interesting places that are so proud of the ghosts, you know? I love that when they I embrace it. Too. See, I hate places that won't embrace it. Hollywood Roosevelt, not naming any names. <laughs> but I but I get it because it's like I stigma don't. and like they don't want it. And it that would turn away a lot of people. But it brings included. in a lot of people. But yes, it brings in another. But the, the thing with the Roosevelt, though, is that there's been so many years of TV shows and whoever talking about how it's haunted that like the right people will find it. Yeah, the right people will find it, but they don't help you to experience anything either. Oh, they won't let you like like they're not they're not they won't talk to you about like what rooms are haunted or what experiences they've had or they don't like have ghost equipment that you can borrow at the front desk or like do things at Halloween you know even at Halloween time or on Friday the thirteenth or whatever when everyone else does stuff you know they don't like promote anything they used to let ghost tours come in they won't do that anymore the Marilyn Monroe mirror they've moved so people can't see it anymore. Like they're just anti. Have you ever stayed in her room? I stayed, her room was one of the cabana rooms and I've definitely stayed in the cabana room, but I don't know if it was her room or not. I felt like at that time, and this was way back before I was even at the mansion or anything, I feel like I I was trying to stay in that room, but whether Uh it was actually that room or not, I can't remember. I went to a birthday party in that room a couple months ago. Do you know what number it was? Yeah, I have, um, you know, Scott from Dearly Departed Tours, he has a crazy story about one of those bungalow rooms, the cabana rooms out by the pool. Really? Super scary. Oh, I'll have to talk to him. Yeah. Okay, I have another EVP. All right. Um, Okay, so this one is from Old Salem Cemetery. Ooh, I've been there too. Shut up. Yeah, Salem. Oh, Oh, I thought it was Salem, Massachusetts. No, there's. I feel like Salem's one of those cities. There's there's like ten of them. You're right. It's like Springfield, Um, Old Salem Cemetery, or Fayetteville, Lacon, Lacon, L E C O N, Illinois. Okay. Okay. This one, just a random voice that was recorded. Someone wanted to say, like, bless you. Wait, let's try it again. It almost sounds like something dropping in water. Like a splish Yeah, there's splash. something very wet about it. 
<laughs> Any guess? Okay, so you, th- you think bless you? Uh, that's my first guess. Bless you. Okay, here's the here's some options. The first one, I am sure. B, girls next door. <laughs> it's definitely that. C, Kia Soul. You know that car? It's like yeah, a hamster yeah, yeah. car. <laughs> the hamster car. Or D, asshole. Oh, it could be asshole. It sounds like asshole. But it, but it sort of sounds like Kia Soul, but why would they be saying that? <laughs> I know. Who is this ghost that has something against Kia Souls? Well, I'm right there with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's supposed to be I am sure. Oh, I am sure. Which is such a like valley girl. Like, I'm so sure. I don't know. I think it's Kia Soul. <laughs> See, I, I feel like EVPs are so hard. And yeah. when I got that one from my grandfather that said, I'm still here, I literally did not tell anybody what I thought it said. And I went around to various different family members and friends and I said, what do you hear? And then, and it took a couple tries on some of them, but they were like, I'm still here. I'm still, and everybody got it. So I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm not crazy on this one. Well, there's been a few that I've found that we've played on the show where I'm like, that's just someone talking. Like it, it's so clear so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it also depends on the equipment you're using. Yeah, um, a lot of people use the portal box, and that's what we actually got my grandfather's. Those are fun, too. Is that like a spirit box thing where yeah. the radio frequencies yeah, and yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it does that kind of stuff. And then they record, what they do at uh, Daydreams and Nightmares is they record our speech in slow motion, so that you can tell the difference between us talking for, and then the the box is recorded in regular time. Oh. So you can kind of tell a difference if somebody said something in the background or if it's coming from the box. Oh, so like that's when smart. when I ask the question, we sound drunk, oh, but yeah. it's like, is my grandpa <laughs> Elmer still here? Have you ever done that on podcasts? If you go to just regular podcasts like on Apple or Apple Podcasts, um, like ours or yours, if you just like click um, like down here, like where it says one X, if you click it to oh, half, half time, like I've done it by accident and you just listen to yourself like, like in fast to, time no well you can do it in fast or if you do it the half speed it's just like <laughs> that's funny um well let's talk about your podcast before we head on out okay so it's ghost magnet it's uh-huh. on spotify itunes and iHeartRadio. um we just started a couple months ago i'm having so much fun doing it it's similar to your show i just have people come on and tell me their ghost stories i have different um paranormal investigators um celebrities or just people with a really great story that we yeah. find um mostly we do it in studio uh occasionally we've done a couple of s- Skype ones, but it's so much better to have somebody come in in person because you can really you, you just get so much more engaged in the story and Definitely. everything. But that doesn't mean there isn't good stories via Skype too. But yeah, it's mostly in studio, and um, yeah, we just talk about anything and everything paranormal. It depends on what their stories are. I love it. You're so perfect to do that. And then oh, and then sometimes we go on location too. So we were at the Omen House. Um, we've done. Uh, daydreams and nightmares and we just did an investigation yesterday at the desmond building in on wilshire in the miracle mile there it's where i like scary movies exhibit is right now oh yeah yeah that building um they've had some experiences in there so we went there while they were closed and walked around and did an investigation and a photo shoot of course (laughs) yeah i want to go to that That it's so so cool cool. it's awesome stuff has been happening since that started or before well they didn't have the building before so they just rented it for this exhibit but They've been working, you know, they obviously were working like round the clock in there to get it set up and stuff. And they've had some weird things happen in there. Nothing major, but just like a little bit of, you know, just a little something. But like for ghosts to have access to like that's like if you're haunting a place that has bloody faces and stuff everywhere like imagine how scary you could be you just like pick up the freddy krueger doll and like throw it at someone like ooh like that wait what was the thing i saw you post about a clown story oh okay so that is a um that was yesterday's pot or no, it went up on Monday. Today's Wednesday. Monday's podcast. So I was talking to Tony Bruski. He has a podcast, two podcasts, actually. He's out of Branson, Missouri. He does um, real ghost stories online where people 
like call in or email in their ghost stories and then he just reads them or plays their ghost stories online and then him and his wife discuss them. And then he has uh, the Grave Talks, um, which is another podcast where he actually does an interview thing. But he came on to do my show. And he has this story. Oh, my. Well, I was asking him the creepiest stories he's heard on his show. Uh And so the creepiest story that he told me was about this um, town that was having like a big parade. And one of the cars going to the parade was full of clowns, literally, on their way to the parade. And they got in a horrific accident. No. And the clowns all died out front of this house. And these little kids were having a birthday party that day. And the clowns all like were dead on the street. And so in order to like make the kids feel better they were like everybody just spend the night let's just like have a little slumber party everybody stay together kind of thing like everybody doesn't have to go home to their individual houses and supposedly at night that um the kids heard something outside and they saw this zombie dead clown coming across the street and crawling up the side of the house to their window their second story window and all the little kids say it was true. That's a real incident? Where did where did that happen? I can't remember. He probably said on my podcast, so I can't remember where it happened. I gotta look that up. That is yeah, crazy. Yeah, or listen to my podcast. Oh, yes. Monday's yes. episode, he tells me. Yeah, so um, I just thought, true or not, I mean, it's not his personal story. It's a story that somebody called in with. Yeah. So, true or not, it's a creepy story. It is a creepy story. I think about that all the time. Like, if I was in full drag and I died, and, like, just the thought of, like, Haunted. Well, there is. The, I don't know if that's true. That what you die in is what you wear for I eternity. St- Everybody, the consensus is that is false. Yeah, but even still, just like being in drag, dead, and that's morbid. Um, okay, so, well, what if you were a ghost? What would you wear? What would you want to be in? Good question. I don't know. I don't know how you pick that. Do you like, have like a favorite outfit or no. a favorite time of your life? Or like, do you I think mean, you can choose what time of your life? I would hope so, but I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. I, w- I wish I knew those answers. I know. It's so interesting to think about because there are some people that died very young and then you hear about their ghosts when they were like 20. And I'm like, what? And did they choose that? I don't know. Well, see, I'm I'm curious if Hef haunts the Playboy Mansion because yeah. I feel like he would because that was his favorite place in the world. Like oh, we yeah. traveled the whole world, but he always wanted to be at the mansion. Like he didn't even want to go to Paris and all these places. He uh-huh. just wanted to be at the mansion. And I know that they've renovated it and everything, but I still feel like I just feel like Hef's still there. Oh, of course. I, and I and I feel like he doesn't see the renovations. He sees it as it was his place. That's the other thing I wonder about sometimes. When you hear about ghosts that are like trapped in their favorite home or whatever. And it's like, and is it like Beetlejuice? How they're like, they see the people around them in present day? Or do they just see everything the way it was before? I think, again, that kind of goes back to what kind of a spirit yeah. or paranormal it is. But I I don't know. But I how just... does it become a different kind of paranormal? Like, why, why would it just be residual and not be... I don't intelligent or whatever. I don't think it becomes that. I think it's either it's either that way or the other way or whatever. I don't think it becomes one or the How? other. How? I wish I knew the answer. I know. I'm like so like asking crazy questions that I, I would knows. love to do a ghost hunt at the Playboy Mansion. Or well, I guess I'm, I can't call it the Playboy Mansion anymore. It's just What's it called? I don't think it has a name. Just some big house. Yeah. <laughs> the old property. Oh, that's sad. Well, I'm so happy you came here. Yeah, me too. It's so fun. Um, I hope that the two of us get to go ghost hunting. We're going to go ghost hunting and you're going to do my show. Yay! You heard it here first, people. Um, so tell everyone else, you know, tell everyone wherever else you're going to be and where to find you and all that good stuff. Uh, let's see. So Ghost Magnet Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Bridget. Woo woo. And you said just Bridget yep. on Twitter. Good for you. <laughs> um, on Instagram at Bridget Marquart. Uh, on uh, Facebook, Bridget Marquart. Make sure it's the blue check mark though, because there are fake accounts and um and I even have family members that are following the fake ones, <gasps> which is that's how accurate they are. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel that I'm not super good at posting on, but I try, I've been trying again. You have some good stuff on there. Some spooky stuff, too. Yeah. So if you like ghost stuff, so check it out. Hell yeah. Whew. That was a fun one. Well, thanks so much for joining. 
I'm Roz Dresfalas, your host. Please join the Facebook group ghosted by Roz Dresfalas and the Facebook page you can like. And uh, give us a five-star rating. It always helps on Apple Podcasts or Himalaya, wherever you can give five-star ratings. And if you have a ghost story, that's a really great way to get my attention. Put it in those reviews. And uh, follow me on Instagram at Raw's Dress for Les. If you want to see me live and in person tomorrow night, the 21st, I will be doing my comedy game show, Pride Edition. It's called The Once Over at the world famous Hollywood Improv on Melrose. Uh, I've got all the ticket link info on my Instagram. It's at 1030. That is Friday, the 21st. Uh, the 22nd, I'm doing a performance of Virgin, a play uh, that is really funny and I I play this dominatrix character and hilarity ensues. I'm doing that the 22nd and the 23rd. And um, next week, the 29th, I'll be doing brunch at Rockwell in Los Feliz, California with Ross Matthews. So check that out. I'd love to meet you. It's always so much fun to meet you guys and hear your stories. And I appreciate you all. I really do. I love y'all. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Brains Avenue, a podcast network.